0: Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, we are from another place and we are talking about Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 1, it's called May the Giant Be With You. Hmm,
1: it's a good title.
0: Yeah. That, interesting title, I, I seen the title and I went, what the hell is this going to be about? <laughs> 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 so, so, I mean, because some of the episodes it's just one word, it's a very common word, that can mean anything, whereas May the Giant Be With You... Yeah. And, you know, after watching, I'm like, you know, it actually is kind of a Star Wars reference. It's just instead of the Force, there's a giant helping him out from the beyond. Same principle, different (laughs) being. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, we actually This is actually a couple of days later than it would have been. We'd planned to have this up earlier in the week. We made the the schedule. We were sticking to it. But we didn't know this was a double-length episode. We went to go watch it. It was like, oh, crap, this is too long for us to watch in the time of giving it. Oh dear, yep. uh, so it got pushed. So apologies, but still two this week. You'll still get this, the next one before the end of the week. But here we are. Uh, so this one, a lot of this was dealing with the, the fallout of the the finale, the season one finale, uh, yep. which they even made a joke out of because you know when Cooper does get picked up and he's in the hospital, and the sheriff's like, right, let's say bring Agent Cooper up to speed, and she's like, got her notepad out, she's like, it's like all right, here's right, your recap. Right. Jacques got strangled. Leo's been shot. Uh, the, the mill burned down. There's probably like all two or three things. But the point so was, the, the
1: people in the mill had uh, smoke inhalation.
0: Yeah, Shelley and Pete had smoke inhalation. But Jocelyn and Catherine are missing. We don't know where they are. Yeah, there was like so much. She listed off so much, and Cooper went, "How long have I been out?" <laughs> Thinking <laughs> he's been out for like a week. Cause so much stuff. happened. About nine months, mate. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. A few hours. <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He goes, "Oh, it's half seven in the morning." Do you know what? I am so glad we watched this like a week after that because I I can't imagine coming back after like a six months break and uh, coming yeah. back into this without. It probably would have been about what four months. Typically, yeah, so, it,
1: assuming so, it was the May, May, to September. Yeah, something
0: like that. But just imagine not watching this for four months and coming back to all this information, you'd be like, "Oh God."
1: That's that's why it was there because usually you'd have a previously on, but mm. Star of a season doesn't typically have that. So it'll be like right, okay, well, let's just remind everyone of the major plots. So we'll just list, literally, just list them off. Hmm.
0: But it made, it made for a good joke. It was it quite, did. it was quite funny. So they did it quite smart. So let's talk about the opening and ending of the episode. Okay, getting right into it. Yeah, well, so it starts and it's what the, the, the title of the episode's about, and oh, and so Cooper's lying there, lying there, dying on his floor. Uh, and it's funny because we said, oh, maybe he's got a bulletproof vest on, and he did. But again, they make a joke out of the fact that he was—he rolled it up because he was trying to get to a tick that was scratching or more itching, being itchy. And uh, the when the doctor pulls out the billet, there's like a tick on the end of the billet. The bullet hit the tick. Yeah. Oh, so good. But he's he's lying there dying, and this the old the sort of the the bell-boy, it's Weird to call him a bellboy. Ro- room service, dude. Yeah, room service. I mean, he's essentially a bellboy, but he's like so old that it's weird to call him a bellboy. Yeah. But he comes in and he he's really old and dead and he's like giving him his, his warm milk that he's ordered. Meanwhile, and I'd forgotten about the note that Audrey left for him uh, until they brought it up at the end. Because presumably, when he gets shot, he's like you know he dropped it, and it's
1: no, it's you with, see it on the table.
0: It's in, on a table to start. Because he right. he picked it up at the end of the last episode, he picked up and put it on the table. Well, clearly at some point it gets knocked off the table and goes under the bed. because yeah. that's where we see it later on. Well,
1: but... that's what I thought was interesting because I thought I, I thought I saw it on the table. Did did the um, the, the, the the bellboy, the room service guy, you know, when he puts the phone down. Mm. Is the phone not on top of the note? I, I wasn't looking for that detail. <laughs> I thought I thought that's because it was it was on top of like a piece of paper, and I thought
0: that was the note. <sighs>
1: Maybe. Which I, is why I thought, oh, maybe it, maybe that was moved it.
0: Regardless, it's under the bed at the end. We, yeah. we know where it is at the end. We see it. The camera clearly makes a point of showing us where it is. And, but this old guy doesn't seem to understand the the levity of the situation at hand. Yeah, he's a bit <laughs> not right in the head. <laughs> Which I, I mean, I, look, we know he ordered milk, so I presume he, he must be real. But at the same time, part of me wonders: was he even real? And because he's so <laughs> weird, the way and notice as well that he comes in three times rule of threes he comes in the first time it's the long visit where he drops off the milk and he makes him sign the thing yeah. and no thing's very sort of black comedy because he's lying there dying and the guy doesn't care but he thinks he's been yeah. being help- helpful anyway and he's like I've heard about you and it's
1: like he does hang up the phone though so he does like interact with other things
0: oh he does yeah he does uh, and he gives him the, the thumbs up and then he does it again and then Cooper finally gives him the thumbs back and then he leaves the room. And you think yep. the shot's, you think, you think the scene's about to end. Because it cuts back to Cooper. And you think, oh, this is where it's going to cut to. Other stuff fade to black, whatever. But then it cuts back to the door. And the old guy comes walking back in. And gives him another thumbs up. And another little wink. Walks away. Hi. Then he comes back again. <laughs> and then that's the third. And it's after the third time, the room goes dark. And this this giant, this guy who's nearly hitting the ceiling appears. Very skinny. He, he fades in. He fades in. He's got a bow tie. That's kind of the look he's going for. And he says some cryptic shit to Cooper. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Which which I've brought up because I feel like I was never going to remember the exact wording of these points if I even remembered them all at all. And there were, at the time I thought maybe they'll, they'll all show up in this episode, but no, they didn't. One showed up. They're, they're all two. We're still, we're still getting to those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he... So this is what the giant says to him. He says he's going to tell him three things. He says, "Think of me as a friend when he asks who he is." Uh, he says, "The first thing I will tell you is that there is a man in a smiling bag." All right, and that kind of comes up in the episode because he sees a man in a body bag, and then he sees the body bag like hanging on the on the bathroom wall, and it looks like it's smelling because it's sort of like yeah. hung up either side, and so we get that. Uh, Second, assuming it
1: is just
0: that. Assuming it is just that. The second is that the owls are not what they seem. Now the only time I've encountered owls is when they were in the forest and they were looking for the cabins. I, I believe there were shots of owls uh during that, that stuff. Okay. Well not these try to say that the owls are something else in disguise or something similar, like I don't know. But I was just when I heard that I was like, right, have we seen owls before? Is there owls in the show? Uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it probably doesn't mean that. And then the third thing is without chemicals. He points. If I was to guess what that third one means right now, what I think it, it means is that something's going to like have a chemical spilled on it, and when it's like after it's like melted some of it away, it'll be pointing at something. <laughs> mm. But then it says without chemicals, so maybe it's the opposite. Maybe maybe the bit that the bit
1: that doesn't get the spill on it.
0: Yeah, true, true. I don't know. I'm. I'm Right. The other part that I thought was really interesting, this whole scene though, is the giant says, "We want to help you." Yeah, Cooper And Cooper says exactly what I was thinking in my head. Who's we? Yeah. And I'm like, Cooper, you're on the ball. I like the way you think, Cooper. You're yeah. Thinking exactly yeah. You're what bleeding I'm thinking. out, but <laughs> your mind's still sharp. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Who is we? I don't know who we are. Uh, is this just something from the beyond? Is this something trying to help? Uh, is it related to the other place with the the the, the Laura's cousin from the other place yeah. and the little man? I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
1: But this is this is the first time since that where things have gotten properly strange.
0: It's also the first episode in a little while that David Lynch has directed. I don't think that's a, a coincidence.
1: Probably not.
0: No. Uh, so there's that. But then at the end of the episode, Cooper's like had his days. He's done his stuff. And we'll talk about that obviously. But he goes to bed again. Uh, he leaves Diana a message at the end. Uh yeah, saying that, he, saying that he needs to sleep and you know last night when I the, you know lying there dying I I saw a giant who told me things, and then of course the giant appears once again, mm. lights up like it did before, and he says oh there's something I forgot to tell you. Don't try and solve everything at once. Yeah, uh, you build a road by putting down one pebble at a time or whatever the, maybe a
1: different, yeah one, uh, one stone at a
0: time yeah one stone was. at a time yeah uh good advice i i i that was the one out of all the things he said to him that's the one i understood the most that was yeah. just like a good bit of advice like yeah don't 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 get ahead of yourself you slow down yeah yeah it's kind
1: of one step just at a time fo- focus on one yeah. thing don't don't over complicate it
0: yeah but then things get really interesting <laughs>
1: yeah
0: because we cut to uh, Renette Pulaski, who was the girl who escaped and was found, and she was with Laura in the night that she died, along with Leo, who's now in a coma, along with uh, Jacques, who's now dead. Uh, facts that are cl- clearly covered. That was the other thing in this episode, is they had that meeting in the, in the, the police station where they all sat around, a big raw donuts, might I add. Uh, Lovely nice close-up
1: as well on the donuts.
0: Yeah, that's this great thing. As they started like telling the, the details, of the, like everything we know about that night so far, the camera just pans across the donuts nice and slowly. Yeah, yeah. With dramatic music, because the donuts are really what the whole thing's about. That's not <laughs> that, that's not lie. Donuts are the killer. And then Andy gets pissed and tells Albert to go F himself, basically. Very and much. Lucy, despite being pissed at him all episode, because she's still been pissed at him ever since she told him she was pregnant, <laughs> looked very turned on after Andy stood up to him. It was it was glorious. It was, uh, but uh, yeah, Lucy being impressed when Andy does something impressive is actually one of my favourite little running gags now. <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter how many times, it's still
0: yeah. it's still impressive. Yeah, it's just it's just the way a little face sort of like looks proud yeah. of him and yeah, 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 it's I don't know, something so about it just works. But so so yeah, the end of the episode, he's like, right, don't, don't rush yourself, blah blah blah. We cut to Renette Pulaski. And she starts having dreams. There's a lot of talk of dreams in this episode, actually, because even uh, uh, Bobby's dad had a dream. and Yeah. He was talk- no, no, no.
1: He didn't have a dream. He had a vision.
0: Semantics, <laughs> yes. Look, he made a big deal about it. Okay, but I, I would argue then that the stuff that Cooper's been seeing is not dreams either. They're visions too. Maybe we should refer to it all as visions. I think what's happened there is that Bobby's dad has just, unlike Cooper, has decided to distinct, just make them distinct and say, this is this, and this is this, whereas Cooper yeah. just called it a dream. I, I think that's what's happened there. But well, he talks about how he, he was he embraced Bobby, and you were there, and you were happy, and your future was bright, and yeah, we'll see about that. But it affected Bobby. Bobby wasn't the little dick that he usually is with his dad. He uh, got a little choked up, and it, it mm. affected him. But anyway, Rent Pulaski... Starts streaming, Starts having a nightmare. She starts, you know, moving very erratically in her sleep. Struggling. Thrashing, maybe. Th- thrashing, yeah, good word. And we we see some glimpses of what she's seeing. Or or memories, even. Arguably, it's more memories than it is. There yeah, is. it could be like a, a, a
1: traumatic thing here.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's like a soldier remembering like Vietnam or something like that. You know, yeah. where they, they have flashes of it. And it looks like we kind of know who the killer might be. Hmm it looks like the long-haired man, a.k.a. Bob, from either the future or the other place, we've we've theorised about where these alternate people might be, but the one that was in Cooper's vision. uh, And and it's funny, actually, because it it clicked with something, because that was the other thing the giant said. The other cryptic clue that he gave him was that... Because they talk about the third man, right? There was a third man where there was Leo and Jacques. Jacques passed out. Leo left the girls, went to his car. So a third man took the girls. And we're talking about Mm. the third man, and he says... You have seen the third man. Some, some one person has seen the third man, but three people have seen him. But only one person's seen him physically, or his body, or however you phrase it. One
1: person saw his true body. I think it was or something like that. Yeah,
0: but they said three people had still had seen him, but not not physically, and whatever the way phrased. Yeah. it. And I was like, wait, so people have seen him, but not really seen him. And then, so when it started cutting to the long haired guy when she was around, it was like, oh, that makes sense because Laura's mum's seen him and Cooper's yeah. seen him. And that's two, uh, so the third person would be the person who's seen him physically, which would be Renette. Well, see, I thought it was three plus. Okay, sure, it could be another person, but...
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, but either
0: way. Yeah, but it was like, okay, that's, per- that's someone that we know has been seen, but not physically been seen. like a...
1: Yeah, yeah, because they had the visions of him.
0: He mm. looked pretty creepy as well. He was screaming like a wild man. He was running slow motion through a door... Uh, and we got we got another glimpse of the fire. walk with me bit of paper and uh, they talked
1: about I assume that was the poem that they were talking about earlier uh, was it uh, Bobby mm. was it Bobby so so talking about the, the the poem that that Laura was interested in
0: yeah, yeah she was she, yeah I
1: assume that was the the fire walk with me poem
0: uh, you would imagine so you'd imagine so at this point but uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't set it in just yet <laughs> I'll wait and see what else to say but it's, it seems like this 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 long-haired man this mike uh or sorry bob from the future uh from the other place wherever he is it would seem like him is the killer which for me is I, I think works really well because it as much as it's like okay maybe we know who the killer is if we do because it, it makes sure of us it, it, this could be
1: it feels like it's still a little too early to just tell us that definitively given that this is the first episode of season two
0: it does, but at the same time, but then the mystery is, well, who really is he? Oh well, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. something else. Yeah, sure, we are speculating and we're saying this and that, and they mention that it's similar to, they've they mentioned since the first episode, there was, a, there was another muddard in the south of the state, they, they think the same killer, and uh, Leo had an alibi for that first one, so they don't think it's him, uh, And <laughs> which actually was one of the other funny little moments, is they, they have Lucy and Andy, like, you have to look through all the Fleshworld magazines and see if you can <laughs> find a picture of the, the previous victim. It's like, you know, let's say I'm really awkward being in this situation with you. She's like, we're both professionals. And then she opens the magazine and goes, "Huh," ah. little high-pitched squeal, like, ah, I was not expecting that. Oh, that was that was not a funny little joke. Yeah. Uh, but no, a long-haired man.
1: Mm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting.
0: Mm. I, oh, I, I, I'm really looking forward to, like, the hunt for the long-haired long-haired man. Like, I, I I have no idea how they're going to get to it quite yet. I mean, o- that's, obviously... That's the
1: thing, it's like, we know, but they don't have any of this knowledge.
0: Not really. She
1: Cooper's but, the closest with his cryptic messaging. Be, but, but here's the
0: thing, yeah. though, with Pulaski having this nightmare, I, I think that would imply that she is going to wake up and be able to provide some of this information. That's possible,
1: assuming she chooses to.
0: Well, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other... Whole yeah, I'll tell you this though. There was a lot of people in hospitals in this episode because it was dealing with all the people who had either been uh, in the fire, shot, whatever. You know, Shelley's in the hospital. Bobby comes and sees her. Uh, okay. Who else is in the hospital? Cooper's obviously in the hospital at one point. Nadine's in the hospital. She's in a coma from the pills. She's not dead yet. Uh, and that was another funny scene. Actually, it was a uh, Albert. Sort of, he agrees to be quiet and go and get coffee while Ed's <laughs> telling his traumatic story about how they got married and how she, he shot her eye out accidentally. And Albert's just sort of giggling over at <laughs> his coffee and like wiping his tears away.
1: Oh, so funny. Yeah. Me, no, none of it was as funny though for me as in the opening bit when Cooper's lying there bleeding out and he's talking to, talking to Diane and he goes, I really want to visit Tibet. Yeah, what she did.
0: Which he dreamed about in the first... Well, he didn't dream in the first season, but he mentioned that he dreamt about yeah, it in the past Yeah, and, and he was
1: talking about, about you know, the Dalai Lama getting this country back again, and <laughs> I was like, this is what you think of when you're dying.
0: <laughs> Here's a question. What happened to Donna? That's a good question. Because she's acting a little differently. She in this is. episode. She has more of an edge to her. She seems to have embraced her own dark side. It's rather bizarre... Uh, and James mm. points it out, he notices it and questions it. Uh, Maddie doesn't question it so much, but certainly... Yeah,
1: she has her own weird moment, though, doesn't she, Maddie? With the glasses.
0: Yeah, where she rips so It's like, yeah, I'm ready to evolve from this. And she snaps yeah. her glasses. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Is that, is that like the influence of Laura? Because like, they talk a lot about Laura leading a double life and Jacoby t- talks about that mm. uh, when they question him about the necklace and whatnot. And like I'm wondering, like, is is that influence like seeping into some of the other characters? Are they being influenced with that sort of mindset? Could Spe- be. And speaking of the, the teenage characters, uh, uh, Audrey, of course, at uh, One Eyed <laughs> Jacks, uh, trying desperately not to be sexually assaulted by her father. Uh, that
1: was gloriously awkward.
0: It was. It was funny though because she kept getting just away from him. Yeah. But. Obviously she's in this situation and there's that great bit at the end where she, she's like praying to Cooper like, did you not find my note? It was, it was when it was like, oh yeah, the note, where's the note? And then it was like under the bed and mm. she's like, yeah, I might be a bit in over my head here. Yeah,
1: I assume that that's the thing because obviously the, the final thing the giant says to Cooper is that he's forgotten something. Yeah, that would make sense. And then and they turns into a ball of light and goes into his throat. And? I'm just, I'm just leaving that. I've just thought we should mention that. But I'm assuming the thing he's forgotten
0: is that he had the note. Yeah, I, I would expect that because, because uh, he did get the note. He never read it, but he got the note. And because
1: the the only other thing I can think it could be referring to would be he forgot what he was told when he was in the other place.
0: Maybe, yeah. But uh, that seems more obvious because he did. Because we all know that now. We all clearly remember it. And it makes sense that he wouldn't be thinking of that. He just got shot. He's he's not. Yeah,
1: he's allowed to forget a little bit here.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I, it's it's all very interesting. Uh, through, throughout the whole episode, uh, Leland, uh, Laura's father, his hair's gone got gone white. He's back in action as a lawyer. He seems to be uplifted because, of course, he thinks he's killed Laura's killer because he killed Jacques in the, the finale. Yeah, he's, he's, as far as he's concerned, justice has been had. He can move on. And he ends up collapsing when he's trying to sing his songs at the... uh, He's as strange as ever still. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, going back to Donna and Maddie. Donna received a mysterious letter at the diner uh, telling her to look into the Meals on Wheels. And this has not been mentioned, I don't think, since the first episode, but Laura was actually involved in a Meals on Wheels program where she was helping feed people, uh, elderly people, I assume. Uh, After school, that was one of the things she was doing. I remember joking about how she had so many activities. She was helping... Uh, Audrey's uh, mentally ill brother, sort of yep. mentally disabled brother, uh, reading, right? Who have not seen him in a while either. That seems to have kind of drifted into the background.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Ben and Jerry are evil, and they're working with Hank. And, uh, what a surprise. Yeah, Jocelyn's away to Seattle for a couple of days. At least Apparently. So, so the note says. I mean, yeah. the, that can easily I, 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 I don't play. believe that for one second. Yeah, there's also a mysterious man trying to phone Jocelyn. A mysterious man... Uh, an Asian man who was at the hotel.
1: Yeah, anything else then, about him.
0: It's just as soon as he's asked, as soon as Sheriff asks oh, who's calling, he just hangs up. So, yeah, up. and then he phones Hong Kong. And then he phones Hong Kong. So Jocelyn's clearly in the Hong Kong Mafia or something. <laughs> I don't know. Tri- triads, is it? Tri- triads, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just, <laughs> again, this is why this episode was such a just packed dense with scenes and information. There was so much.
1: It feels very similar to how I felt at the end of the, the first episode of the show where it just it didn't focus on anything but it's like here's a thing, here's a thing, here's a thing and for yeah. the first few episodes were we'll like that.
0: I think the first episode uh, worked a lot better with it though because it was the start of the story and everything was kind of introductory whereas here everything's so far along into the story that...
1: It feels like they're stalling us to set up new things just because it is a season two.
0: Yeah, there's a lot, lot of new things introduced and obviously the, the, the scenes with the long-haired man at the end of, of Bob from the other place that, like, he he's the hook. That's the hook at the end. It's like, oh, crap, this is getting exciting. Uh, that's not to say there's not all good stuff in the episode. There was also a lot of weird and cookie stuff and uh, throughout, which I enjoyed. But it, it very much, it was very dense. Very dense. It, it,
1: what it feels like to me is they wanted to have, they, they needed to have all this set up before they told us about Bob. but, but they wanted that to be the end of the first episode back. hmm because like, normally you'd just go, okay, that'd be at the end of episode two. Like, like the way this show has been very serialized in its nature. Yeah. It would it wouldn't have felt out of place to have it just a a re- a, a regular episode without that much to go on without a hawk of its own.
0: Yeah, but they wanted the but, premiere to have that at the end.
1: Yeah, just because it was because it was a premiere.
0: Yeah. Uh and I'm not even complaining, it's just there was lots of things that felt very, because like, we had the scene where they got the note, uh, Donna and Maddie, and they made the, oh, we have to investigate uh, Meals on Wheels, and then it was probably a good 45 minutes later in the episode, we didn't see them all episode for ages, and then, well, we saw we saw Donna go and visit James, and he, not, he noted that she was acting weird, and then later on in the episode, it's like another half hour after that, where we finally see her again, it's like, oh yeah, I've asked about Meals on Wheels and yeah. that, that that was it and it was just it was but it was so separate and so far apart that there's so many th- threads that are dangling in and out of each other right now yeah uh, it just I, so I would say that it was it was a good episode I enjoyed it but it just it lacked a little bit of maybe overall focus where it felt like it was dancing yeah. in a lot of our directions
1: yeah. well um, with the the note with the meals on wheels as soon as they got the note it then cut to a shot of the the log lady sat there as well and it kind of lingered on her for a while and I'm wondering if there is a connection. Maybe it was her that sent the note.
0: Maybe. Part of me just feels that like that was just like, here. she exists, by the way. Remember it, it could be. R- it was
1: just, <laughs> just because it was back-to-back that it made me consider it.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: No, I'm not rolling it out, is all.
0: Yeah. Uh, f- <laughs> um, and obviously, they found cocaine in Leo's house because Andy's a Duffus and stepped on the plank. And he yeah. got hit in the face. It was... Very comical. Very it was. Comical. Uh, But that's where we are. That, that's where we are in the case. And we're looking for the third man. And we think we know to an extent who this third man is based on that last scene. Yes.
1: We think for now.
0: We think for now. Uh, but let's not forget there was a scene with the one man in this episode. Mm. Which especially didn't really go anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's always it's it's another case of this being a, a first episode where it's like, hey, remember, this exists.
0: Possibly, yeah, that, that may be the reason for it. But it's still... Because the sheriff definitely came back to the station repeatedly after that scene, so it's not like he was still waiting there for him to show up, so he must have left. But the, the one hour man comes by, it's easily saying he's like, oh, is the sheriff in, I need to speak to him? Yeah. And she's like, he's, he's out, what is this regarding? He's like, oh, I'm here to sell him some shoes. Because <laughs> if you remember, he was a shoe salesman. Yeah. Uh, if you recall that, but just the War on Man still in play. Yeah, it was
1: one of the things where it didn't go anywhere. Now I'm sure it will come up again, but it felt yeah. more like, hey, first episode back, let's remind you that
0: he's here. Because as
1: far as they are concerned, when this aired, you hadn't seen this for months.
0: Yes. Uh, so yeah, that, that felt like remember this exists, and there was maybe some other stuff that felt like a little bit like that. Um, so no, I, I thought that was exciting. There was a lot of stuff in there that I really enjoyed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, that's uh, Twin Peaks, Season 2 has begun. We'll be going two a week, remember, uh, going forward, so we're done for the, the new season starting. Um, yeah, so we'll be back with Episode 2 later this week. Thank you very much for watching. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Helps it a lot. Guys on Twitter, mailed underscore fuzz. Individual Twitters are on the screen for our general ramblings. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.